Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to part two of the special draft edition of The Bird Brains, along with my podcast partner, Mark Eckel of the Trenton Times and NJ.com, now living the good life down in the Carolinas. Mark, how are you? I'm good. Good. We had a great session with Ray Didinger in the first half of this two-part podcast where we talked about the Eagles' first-round pick with Jalen Rager and the surprise pick of this probably the second most surprising pick in the entire draft when the Eagles selected former Alabama and Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts. And we're going to move on uh, to uh, the back end of the draft where I think it's, it's pretty much universal that the Eagles did uh, maybe not a better job, but a job that kind of kept to the textbook a little bit more than what they did in the first uh, two rounds. Would you agree with that assessment, Mark? Well, again, I, like I said in the first segment, there, it, it was all about speed. I mean, they just went one guy faster than the next, whether it was on, on both sides of the ball, offense and, and defense. They just they wanted, they obviously wanted to upgrade the team speed, and they did that. Now, did they get good players? We won't know that until they get on the field to play. But they, if 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 they if if the Eagles don't win a lot of football games this next year, they they can win a lot of track meets. Yeah. Well, it's amazing to me, and as soon as Ray logs on here, we'll we'll talk about it, but the speed of some of these guys at the lower end of the draft, to me, is absolutely amazing. You talk about one of the Eagles' six-round pick was Quez Watkins of Southern Mississippi. Now, he ran a 4-3-5 at the Combine. Kidding me? 4-3-5, and he's a six-rounder. That really, And he's got some skills, too. And joining us uh, on the podcast now for the – Second half of the Bird Brains, talking about Eagles draft choices in the third through the seventh round. Ray Didinger. Ray, welcome back. Hello, guys. How are you? Good. Well, we, we had a good session here talking about rounds one and two. Eagles stuck to form a little bit more in rounds three through seven. We've got about 12 minutes to go through the rest of the draft. Let's talk about their third round pick, pick Davian Taylor of Colorado. He's a linebacker. But he's only six foot two twenty eight. I know he's a fast guy. He was a track guy. Ran four three nine at the pro day. What are your thoughts on Taylor being an impact player at six foot two twenty eight for the Eagles? I don't think. Well, I, I, I right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's. I think he's. I know. Yeah, I, I think he's a situational guy. I don't think he's well. Of course, that, with Schwartz linebackers, they all are. I mean, they're you know Jim just Jim just doesn't have three down linebackers. That's just not the way he rolls. So, I guess he's just going to bring him in as a uh, as a uh, you know sub package kind of player who can because he can really run. I mean, there's no question about that. But he's played so little football. I mean, he played he, you know hardly played, didn't play at all in high school. Played just two years at, at Colorado. Uh, and when you watch him, you can see it. I mean, you can just see he doesn't have he's he doesn't have any of the instinct that a guy that's played the game a lot. It shows on the field. But the other thing that shows is boy, he can really run. So I mean, initially, I don't know how much he's going to be able to play on the defense, but I think he's a guy that should be able to contribute right away on special teams. As a gunner, right? Yeah, as a gunner. Yeah, I would he certainly think so. It. It's funny of all their picks, the second day he was one of the ones I didn't like as much as. Some of the other ones, mainly because I didn't know much about him. I didn't. I mean, I like you said, he wasn't. He hasn't played much, and he's he's not a linebacker. Six, you can't play linebacker. Six. I mean, Ken, as, you could go out there now and beat him on a route. I think it's I, 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 well, I'm, I'm, 
I, I don't know. I'm in a wheelchair now, just about. <laughs> so it's hard for me to beat anybody. But you know, talking linebackers, talking linebackers for the Eagles. I actually think the guys that they drafted later might have more of an impact this season. Sean Bradley from Temple, a yep, little Bradley. bit bigger, six foot two, thirty-five. You know, he's a football player. He's got yep. the skills of a football player. Where Taylor's more of a project. And then the kid from Stanford, Casey Tuhill, six four two fifty. You know, more of the standard middle linebacker type. Uh, he, ra- he ran four six two, which is certainly fast enough to cover most tight ends. What do you think about the linebackers that they drafted in the later rounds, Ray? Um, I like the, the two hill pick really surprised me just the fact that he was there. Uh, I had a third round grade on him. So uh, hmm. I, you know, as, as, as I, was, I was watching the draft play out, and I'm just seeing him fall and fall and fall and fall. I mean, the, the, I'm, I'm asking myself, is there something wrong here? Is there something, does he have some kind of an injury that I don't know about? But if you're just basing him on his performance at Stanford, I mean, I graded him as a, as a third round guy. So to get him where they got him, uh, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, he's he, he does, he's the best thing he does is something that they need, which is to rush the passer. You know, they played a lot of three four, and he was a stand up outside linebacker that they basically just let rush the quarterback, and he did a good job of that. So um, I thought to get him with the la- with your last pick to get him in the seventh round, unless there's something underlying there that I don't know about. I mean, to me that was really good value. Yeah, I like I like it's funny I liked all their later picks at the same position. Like I liked. Um, both Tuhill and Bradley better than Taylor. I like um, Watkins better than Hightower, both wide receivers. And I mm-hmm. like um, I like the Prince. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. I'll just call him the Prince. Uh, I like <laughs> him better. Matter of fact, I think Howie messed up. I think that you know the virtual draft. I think in the fourth round, Howie said, "I want to tackle from from Auburn," and they gave him the wrong one. So he went back later and got the right one. <laughs> Well, you know, but they had to add some depth at tackle. If you're losing Jason Peters and and Vita, you, you you had to, had to add some depth there. Let's jump up to the fourth round and a guy that uh, I was surprised was there in the fourth round. Ray Kayvon Wallace start, uh, played in 59 games for Clemson, uh, captain of the defense. Why do you think he lasted so long? Are you happy that the Eagles got him? Uh, very much so. Very much so. I, I think of, of of all of of all the guys they drafted. Uh, the, the one guy that I would say I th- I'm, I'd be willing to bet you is going to be starting uh, at some point this season is is him. I think he's um, I think he's really good, and I was surprised. I mean, I thought he was certainly going to be a day two guy, uh, and the fact that he didn't get picked then at the end of day two after we finished round three, and I sort of started scanning the board and just seeing who was left. Uh, he kind of jumped out at me because I didn't expect him to still be there. So the fact that the Eagles were able to get him uh, in round four, I thought was really good. Um, you know, one of the things about looking at their draft, I mean, there were a few things about it that had me scratching my head. We've already talked about picks one and two. But the other one was that they just, I didn't think they addressed the secondary nearly enough, given all the issues they have in the secondary. They didn't draft a single cornerback, which I thought was a, a real mistake. But but Wallace, I like very much as a safety. And I, I'd be willing to bet you right now that by the end of the season, he's going to be starting for this team because he's experienced, as you said, Ken, played a lot of games. He's durable. He's tough. Uh, I think the only reason that he lasted was I think that he ran a slower 40 than people thought. I mean, they had him in the mid four, you know, like four five five, which mm-hmm. and then people like their safeties. People in, in today's NFL, people like their safeties running in the four fours. But to me, I think he's I think his instinct and his aggressiveness makes up for that. I think he's a guy that's going to be on the field, not just in special teams, but I think I think Schwartz is going to be having him as a big part of the defense pretty early. 
Mark, what do you think about Wallace? Yeah, I, I, everything Ray said, I, I agree with. I mean, I, it, under normal circumstances, if, if there was a you know, rookie minicamp and OTAs and all that, I wouldn't be shocked if he was starting the season opener. Um, but with you know, like we said earlier, it was it's, it, this is different. Who knows how you know how how long it's going to take him to get acclimated to the defense and all that? But no, that was a real good pick. I, that's one of my favorite picks that the Eagles made. I think he's they did they did pretty well with a safety from Clemson the last time they took one. I think <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah, well, you know, Wallace you know, you know, was in the draft. Go ahead, Rick. No, I, I was going to say I, I don't know if you guys realize this. I didn't realize it until after, until they got the kid on the telephone after they drafted him that he roomed with Brian Dawkins' son at Clemson. How about that? That is, yeah, uh, that's amazing. That was his, that, for, for, two, for two years. For two years, he roomed with uh, with Brian Brian Jr. Uh, right. at Clemson, and he winds up being drafted by the Eagles. So, if listen, if he's half One the more. player that number twenty was, that's a good Whoa. pick. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, and they list him as a safety slash cornerback, but you don't think he's got the speed to play corner, right, Ray? Uh, no. No, uh, not, not mm-hmm. I mean, not, not as a pure, not as a pure straight up corner, but I think that, uh, I mean, Clemson used him pretty much everywhere. I mean, they played him, you know, they played him as a box safety most of the time, which is what, where I think he's best, but they also played him deep. They played him in the center field, which he showed he could do. Uh, and if teams spread the field and he had to play head up on a, on a slot receiver, he could do that. Uh, he also kind of played the role that the, that you saw Jenkins play last year. Where he's almost like another linebacker. I mean, he, I, I think his versatility is one of his great assets. But if you ask me right now, where is he best? It's his box safety. But um, he's he's very smart player, um, team captain, obviously, academic, all American, um, and I, I, that's one of the reasons why you know Mark was saying about how quickly I think they're going to be able to get him on the field. We've already talked about the fact that there's not going to be any spring camps. There's going to be that's really going to be a tremendous burden on these young players to try and absorb a playbook and get ready to play this season. So guys that have a high intelligence factor and also play with a high football IQ are even more valuable than they ordinarily are. And of all the kids they drafted, I think that Wallace has all of that more so than almost anybody else. Interesting. Let's talk about the Eagles receivers. They drafted later on in the fifth round. They take John Hightower of Boise State, 6'1", 189. Fast guy, ran a 4'4'3 at the Combine. Uh, Seems to be uh, certainly a value pick in the fifth round. And then a guy that uh, I had not heard of, but in looking at some tape on him, an absolute burner. They get Quez Watkins out of Southern Mississippi in the sixth round, ran 4.35 at the combine. It's amazing these guys run these combine speeds and are last until the sixth round. But he's slight, uh, but he's a, he's a good receiver. Uh, they say he's a little lackadaisical, doesn't want to block, and those are skills that you know he's going to have to improve on uh, to make it in the NFL. But, uh, Ray, what are your thoughts on the two picks, Hightower and Watkins? Well, I heard Mark say that he likes Watkins. I, I prefer Hightower. Um, I, but I think that I think they both have the, – the biggest challenge they're going to face is if you look at the two of them, man, they're, they're both skinny. You know, I mean, they they both they both they both look like Todd Pinkston. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, that's that's the kind of, that's I mean, really, that's what that's what they look like. I mean, the same kind of speed, but also the same kind of physical issues. I, and um, and I could see the two of them. Um, not that they faced a whole lot of press coverage in college, or, or that it was even any good. Uh, I mean, they were playing against lesser defenses, so they 
they were able to play to their strength, which is obviously their speed. But I, I think the biggest issue they're going to have is the issue that Todd had when he came here is, you know, how are they going to deal with bigger, stronger guys when they get right up in their face and challenge them with the line of scrimmage, uh, beating that press? Because, once, listen, once they get running and they get down the field, they can both run. And the thing I like about Hightower is like, Hightower's got a – he can really jump. I mean, I saw him come down. You know, Watkins, when he beat guys, beat him on straight line speed, which is fine. But, I mean, Hightower had a little more versatility, and on a contested ball, he had a little bit more ability to go up and win that battle than I thought Watkins did. Um, but they both – look, for a team that was looking for speed, you got speed with these two guys, but they're going to have to hopefully master the getting off the press better than Todd Pinkston did to make an impact. What do you think, Mark? I, I, it's funny, I thought the same thing, when, um, especially Todd, with Watkins coming out of the same school as Todd Pinkston. Um, but I tell you what, if Todd Pinkston was a sixth, if he was a sixth round pick, we'd have a much different recollection of him. I mean, we would have said, man, that was a good sixth round pick. He had to play, played as long as he did and put up some numbers. I mean, instead, Todd was, a, I think he was the first pick of the second round or really early second round pick. So if you can get Todd Pinkston in the sixth round, I think that, that's pretty good. Yeah, then, you know. Again, and like we said earlier, it was all about speed. It was speed, speed, speed. And like I said, if, if they don't win many football games, they'll win some track meets. Now, you know, the thing that concerns me is that we don't have a big receiver. Alshon Jeffrey, uh, I think we're all in agreement, is a long shot to be on this Eagles roster come this fall. And every other receiver, including Deshaun Jackson, including Greg Ward, is, is slight. And the way that, that presents – yeah, well, that, that's right, white side, but – you know, do you still have hope with Whiteside, right? Do you think, you know, he just had a stub, stubbed his toe as a rookie, and do you think he'll be okay? Uh, I, I think just most everybody else has given up on him. Um, and this draft would kind of suggest that maybe the team has too. <laughs> but um, look, I saw him play a lot. I, I saw him play a lot at Stanford um, against good competition. And I thought he was a good player. When the Eagles made the pick, I really didn't have a problem with it. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm. Last year was was you know discouraging in the extreme. I mean, you, you really saw nothing. But I go back to the fact that during the spring and during preseason, he actually looked pretty good. It was it was after after that when when the season started and they had to use him that he looked lost. But I think he showed enough before the season that I still believe there's something there. Um, and you know, look, this year he's, he's got to show it this year or else it's over. But I'm not ready to write him off yet. I think most people are, but I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, I'm well, not going to take a guy that, that high and then write him off after one. Yeah. A lot of – Mike Quick didn't do much his rookie year. I mean, I'm different circumstances, but still. It's, it's, it's hard for rookies to make it time. time. Hey, guys, we're out of time. It goes so fast. Thanks to Ray Didinger, our special guest. And, Ray, you're welcome back anytime. For my partner, Mark Peckle, this is Ken Dunnick. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of the Bird Brains. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Ray. Thanks, Ray.